Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today in the show, I've got with me an old friend from high school. Uh, he's a clothing designer. His uh, line is called Progression with the Crown, uh, Progression for short. Um, he works over at UIC right now in the city. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his uh, his uh, creative uh, career and uh, why he does what he does. So. Alawashe, welcome to the show. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, man. Definitely. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, just made it in from the city. Uh, I had like a little two-day staycation um, and just stayed in the hotel with my girlfriend. And nice. just sat, watched a bunch of movies and ate a bunch of good food. Oh, that's great, yeah, man. Just <laughs> like just sitting there, just chilling. Yeah, and just trying to get prepared to enter the next year and the next decade. So trying to be as relaxed as possible walking into it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, like, uh, refreshing period right now. 1,000%. The holidays. Like that really awkward time between, like, New Year's and Christmas. Yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> what the day is because no one's yeah. really expected to do much. Um, but, yeah, I'm blessed. Um, how about you? How are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, I'm great. Uh, this is actually my last day of the year filming. Okay. Um, and then I'm taking a little hiatus for a month and a half. Okay. Um because I got to catch up on a lot of st a lot of uploads and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've been great. Um, you know, I uh, just been really gratified from just like, you know, enriching a lot of like the personal relationships from this past year and really like, um, you know, falling in love with something that like I decided to do. And uh, yeah, it was it was very great to relax this past week, but. Um, yeah, I'll be heading back up to Milwaukee tomorrow. Oh wow, okay. And uh I'm ready to go back. <laughs> but um yeah man, uh so so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And um we met uh, I believe it was freshman year. Yeah. Uh, or not undergrad high school. Of yeah, of high school. Many, almost ten years ago. But now. yeah, a decade ago. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Back then, uh, you were going as an uh, African boy. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had rap dreams. Yeah, yeah, you were... That was what I knew you as yeah, back then. Yeah, a lot you were, of me as a rapper. You were the rapper. Yeah. You uh, were on the VTV rap battle. Yeah, senior year. Yep. Made it pretty far. Made it to the final. Yeah. Actually, before losing. It was... Uh, well, it, the finals were like you um, and then... Matt Carollo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes by Trip now. Yeah, Trip, yeah. Trip, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I think, wasn't, like, Jamal? Jamal Gales was in there. Jamal that. Gales made it pretty far. I mean, R.I.P. Uh, Juice World made it pretty yeah. far. Mm -hmm. uh, R.J. Barrett made it pretty far. Yeah, they made it pretty far as well. Um, so it, it was it was definitely some talent in yeah, there. It was. Um, I think that was only the second annual one or something like that, because mm -hmm. I remember Femi. Femdot yeah. had won the first ever one as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Femdot, shout out. It's kind of weird how, like, we had one freshman year, yeah, and then, and then nothing. We, nothing sophomore, junior year. And then senior year. Brought yeah, it back. Yeah, which was exciting for me. It was just like my little rap farewell because yeah. I stopped making music um, shortly thereafter, after I started undergrad and transitioned into uh, spoken word poetry mm. instead. And then from spoken word poetry, I kind of left that behind and then picked up you know, designing. Yeah, right. 
So yeah, I guess uh, we'll have we can uh, start from the beginning. So I guess like when did you start rapping like mm-hmm. in your like as a youth? Uh, I was rapping since like the fifth grade, um, and I was rapping for that time and then I had a cousin that I grew up with that was also into music and he was super duper talented um, and so he and I made up a rap group and we would make music all the time um, original songs mostly like covers of not covers of music themselves but taking someone else's popular beat and rapping on top mm-hmm. of it with our own original lyrics um, and that was super duper fun nice. um, and it's really funny because uh, I really did think that I could be a rapper and I really thought that that's what I was going to do and then um, after graduating high school my mom kind of you know pulled me to the side I was just like like okay you're in college now yeah. you're really <laughs> keep trying to do this rapping thing and um, you know I let it get in my head and so I stopped rapping um, but it was interesting because when I was studying when I was a freshman at UIC um, I remember stumbling across uh, Def Jam Poetry on mm-hmm. YouTube and I like started binge watching like every single person's and um, specifically it was Kanye West um, performing on Def Jam Poetry um, and he pretty much did a spoken word version of All Fall Down mm. um, and I was like wait this is kind of similar to rapping but it's yeah. not rapping right. it's close and so um, it's really funny because the very very first spoken word I ever did was very very uh, similar to like what a rap would be mm-hmm. and then the further I learned a little bit more I started doing more open mics started attending more open mics started hanging out around more poets um, I started learning a little bit more about the difference between the two and um, really the the tricks and tools you can use to like stretch uh, nouns vowels um, and really just enunciation to mm-hmm. really make certain things rhyme and understanding that rhyming isn't always important um, and just like still being able to like have a lot of like hard hitting bars or like metaphors that really connect with people's soul um and mm-hmm. so that's pretty much where i kind of left off um and i was doing that pretty much um from freshman year all the way i want to say until junior year um before i don't know i guess life got really really confusing and yeah. really really heavy and so i kind of just yeah. stopped writing as much and started you know consuming my time doing other things um, I got busier in schools, close to graduation. What did you uh, get your degree in? Uh, economics. Oh, uh, word. But I did a lot of um, internships um, around the health world. So whenever people find out I got an economics degree and then they find out I work um, in um, cancer research, they're like, like, I don't see the overlap. But yeah. um, I spent most of my summers um, doing something related to the health field because I always thought I was going to become a medical doctor. Um, so I actually went to Case Western Medical School the summer after my sophomore year um, in Cleveland, Ohio um, and did like a six-week summer program, Shadow Doctors, was bored to death actually. Um, <laughs> there was a surgery that was actually going. I was shadowing with a brain surgeon. Oh wow. Um, granted, it was really early in the morning. Um, I ended up falling asleep during watching wow. the brain <laughs> And I was talking to a couple of my friends in the program and they were like, so like, how was the brain surgery? And I was like, it was cool. Like, it's I probably like the last like, thing that you, like you'd ideally f- like fall asleep during. Literally, right? Shadowing. And they're like freaking out. They're like, oh my goodness, like you had brain surgery and you fell asleep, like what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, if you all are this excited about it and I'm not, I'm probably not doing the right thing. Um, so within that program though, um, there was a component of it that focused on public health and that was my first time ever hearing about public, public health and mm-hmm. I was like obsessed. Um, yeah. And so my group ended up winning the public health 
uh, portion of the uh, of the program. Um, so the following summer, I applied to the CDC summer program. Um, I got into there, and I spent the summer after my junior year um, in Atlanta, Georgia, for like mm -hmm. ten weeks. Nice. Um, met amazing people out there. Was able to like tour the CDC, work with the CDC, you know, make some connections. Um, and then after that, the following summer, I was with Northwestern and UIC doing a cancer uh, research program as well. And so it's always been there. Um, Post graduation, I was working for an investment consulting firm. Um, Damn. The money was amazing, but yeah. my, my heart wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so I, after about nine months of working there, I kind of left. And every now and then, you know, I look at my bank account and miss the other job. But. <laughs> that's how I feel about. That's how I feel about caddying. Like I used okay. to make such good money caddying. Yeah. But it's not what you want to do for a career. God. Like, so it's like nah. No. It was. It was like, you know. You want to feel valued mm -hmm. uh, wherever you, you know, are committing yourself to, like, in a workplace. And, yeah, I mean, the money was great, but, like, just the way we get treated as caddies and yeah. also just, like, you know, it just didn't make sense for me to do it anymore because, like, I was getting older and getting more immersed in my career. Like, yeah. But it sounds like you've done a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah I keep myself as busy as yeah. possible. Were you, um... Did you take AP Econ senior year? I did. I did. Were you in Coates' class? I believe that was his name. I think we, we were you in the same class. I think we might have been. Who else was in the class with you? That uh, Shaw Didier, Alex Queller, Christy Spratt. Uh, was a really big class that I was in. Stacy was Tyler Dean or Desmond Amu. They might have been. I don't remember. Well, I, I just, think so. I remember I was sitting at because of last names. D Dean was to the right of me. Oh, Amu yeah. was behind me. Cause I'm Adelike. Right. Um, so I just those are like the two main people I remember. Okay. I don't remember too many. Other oh people. sure. Um, I think Maddie Marks was in that class too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a really big class. But it's funny because um, I want to say first semester of AP Econ, I got a a C. Yeah. And then second semester, I got a D. I was the opposite, actually. Okay. Yeah. I actually thought the macro Econ was easier than the micro. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I always say a joke because I was like, if future Sam would have told like high school Sam, not only are you going to go to college and get a like Econ degree, but you're going to graduate like with honors in like Econ. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you're, you're lying. Yeah. Because you know? um, I did really, really well. I don't even know why I like it clicked for me in college, but like econ just clicked for me in college the way it didn't mm -hmm. in undergrad. Um, and yeah, yeah, I ended up like not getting anything lower than a B um, in I any of take, econ classes. I should have taken honors, not the AP. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even at, like, I don't, and I didn't retake any econ courses until my sophomore year of undergrad anyway, so any... Like, you know how some people, like, maybe it just makes sense the second time around. Like, I didn't remember anything. Right, from, yeah. So, it was just, like, it was, like, brand new material to me. So, I don't know why mm -hmm. I got econ in college, but I did. And I understood it so much, I made it my degree. Nice. <laughs> so, there you go, man. Yeah. Um, sure. So, um, so the current work that you're doing mm -hmm. is cancer research, right? Yeah. So, I'm involved in cancer research. So, I'm at the University of Illinois at Chicago. And pretty much, I'm in, like, with the training and education team. Um, so I'm mostly doing a bunch of grant work, and then I help create the curriculum for our college, awesome. um, our undergraduate students. Um, it's like a collaboration between the University of Illinois at Chicago, Northwestern, uh, Northeastern Illinois, and uh, the city colleges. Um, so it's 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 pretty 
eh, it's cool. It's not what I want to do, but right. it'll help me get to where I'm supposed to yeah. be going. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, God willing, I'm going to be going back to grad school um, for graphic design sure. and uh, public health and bridging those two worlds together um, and seeing how we can tell stories uh, through the lens of public health um, mm -hmm. and create products and programs that are designed well um, to really just help matriculate um, low-income uh, black uh, Latino, just underrepresented people into these spaces, mm -hmm. as well as providing them a t seat at the table to have these conversations yeah. about what are the what are some of the things that they need, right? Yeah, as well. So, which is like a really big focus of just like who I am as a person and yeah. like the work that I do, which is like um, connected to like my clothing line as well. Oh yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, like uh, my sister actually studied public health oh, uh, at Tulane. That's a really, really good yeah. public health school. Very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's awesome that, you know, you found, like, a passion for, you know, help, like, because I imagine, like, you, yeah, you want to, like, whatever it is you do, you you want to work to, you know, improve the welfare mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the healthcare programs and things that, resources that folks from marginalized communities can have that, you know, they have been neglected yeah sure definitely so that's Milwaukee, what i've been pretty much doing i was gonna say yeah go milwaukee's ahead. like the the culture and uh, is very similar to chicago yeah very segregated. segregated number one actually. yeah mm-hmm yep and uh and uh it's quite frankly um super gentrified as well yeah uh but we run into a lot of like the same socioeconomic issues just to a, not as big of like a scale as like the big city of Chicago but yeah. it's alarming how big of a problem it is in our city mm -hmm. in Milwaukee and to see that at such a bigger scale in Chicago it's like scary terrifying yeah and it's quite frankly it's it's shitty and it needs to change yeah no, you know? definitely so that's uh, that's amazing work that uh that you're doing there Trying, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I guess when did you um uh pick up uh, designing clothes. Yeah, um, I was actually cleaning out my room a couple months ago, um, and I actually saw little drawings for this thing called shark clothing that <laughs> must have been freshman year because it was like shark clothing and then it was like asterisk 2010 asterisk. Um, and I guess it's always been there. I always used to draw a lot growing up as well. Um, I used to do a bunch of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I was even thinking about it today, earlier today. I was like, um, I was like, I don't know, for whatever reason, reading up a bunch of stuff about John Cena. Um, <laughs> and it reminded me of like the time where like I wrote a biography about John Cena. So like, yeah. I say that to say like the spoken word thing was born out of my passion for writing and I could relate, like I can find a time when I was young in which mm -hmm. I was like obsessed with writing. Um, and same with like my passion for design is really just like my passion for drawing when I was younger. Um, and like I was able to find some old drawings that I did and then the shark clothing was really really cool thing that I found as well. Um, so I guess it started all the way back then, um, but I didn't actually start designing clothes seriously until about 2017 or so, so mm -hmm. not too long ago, um, where I was on Tumblr one day and I saw this really, really amazing shirt content-wise. It had mm -hmm. a really important message on it, but it was really, really bland. Um, and this was at a time where I was super duper into streetwear um, mm -hmm. and fashion. And so I was like, I think I can make clothes that look cool and also have really powerful meanings behind them. Um, and so I, 
decided to see if I could put that to use and the first thing I did I didn't have any type of like design software outside of Microsoft Paint yeah 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 so cut and copy a couple images from like Google and then like I screenshot a couple words that I typed into like um, word and then I combined those all into one thing and pretty much I came out with this thing was which was my Panther Power shirt um, which is like to this day one of my favorite shirts ever nice um, and it was just like the story about the Black Panther party and how I came and so one of the things that I did early on was also include a, a piece of paper that kind of explained what the shirt was about and the story behind the shirt mm -hmm. um, and then uh, pretty much I decided to take that and um, yeah, package it all together and like sell them to as many friends as possible um and so the first time around i sold around you know 50 shirts or so um, which was like really really cool uh, and i was gonna be done after that i was about to mm -hmm. be like look i made a profit of like 200 bucks mm -hmm. like let me just buy some shoes and like, right yeah. just quit while i'm ahead yeah uh, but i don't know why i just I don't. I was just. I. I think I continued to design just because I thought it was fun. But I didn't. I didn't think I had the, like the passion to really, really like continue like selling stuff. Um, but lo and behold, uh, that first shirt came out in October, and by December I was already designing another um, collection to drop. And so I dropped that collection. Um, that once again, most of those things sold out, which was really, really cool. Once again, packaged everything with a t-shirt. And then I want to say that around February of the following year, I started my brand was when everything kind of changed. Um, and that's because I started designing these t-shirts called uh, Black Women Are the Future. Um, they sure are. Yeah, they are. And uh, I really meant, and, and that idea came to me um, when I was watching a Pharrell interview on The Breakfast Club in which he was talking about a movie he produced called Hidden Figures. Um, Such a great movie. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much what ends up happening is I look at the women, I look into the women who were um, a part of the film, um, and it was like, uh, Jackson, Johnson, and Vaughn were the, the last names of the three women, um, and I like looked into their stories, and then I like found a patch, and I edited the patch to like reflect their names, and there was like a couple of uh, key dates that I made sure I put in there, and all the other stuff, and it was like really really cool, um, and I kind of put it on a T-shirt, and I printed one out, and like from that point on, everyone was like, I need that, yeah, yeah. like I need that, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really understand like how much it would change everything until it dropped, and like. I sold out almost instantly wow. and then on top of that um, I had people who I never ever knew like you know visit the website and like I was this was like my first time shipping like the first two collections like everyone I knew I whether I was close with that person or not I knew everyone who bought a shirt um, and with that shirt it was like the first shirt in which like I was shipping stuff to like people in Florida and I'm like I don't know who this person is this is really mm -hmm. exciting um, and so uh, from that point on yeah I just kept making clothes and kept making shirts um, and you know through the grapevine people say stuff people hear about you and so folks right. started like reaching out to yeah. me um, and so that's kind of like how I've been able to like grow the brand to where it was yeah. today but, um, so a lot of where we are um, has a lot to do with um, that shirt and like that shirt means everything to me um, and just like FYI a lot of people are just like like why does it say future like black women are like the past the present and the future um, and I always like to tell people like this idea was specifically born out of like the interview that Pharrell had given and it was more so about the women who worked for NASA mm -hmm. and when I think of NASA because um, I also had like a NASA like obsession 
um, around that same time yeah. as well. I think everyone has one. Totally, yeah. Think <laughs> right. Um, and like NASA to me was like so futuristic. Definitely. Um, and so that's why the word future is specifically used. But if you see a lot of the updated versions of the shirt, um, now it has the saying like black women are the past, present, and the future, like support mm -hmm. our sisters. Um, so like, yeah, it's, it's a project that continues to like breathe with me. Um, we recently just did uh, a social works event um, at the Museum of Science and Industry mm -hmm. called Not at the Museum and we had sold everything out um, at that event and it was super duper humbling to like see because I want to say that was the first time where like I want to say out of like all the things we printed I want to say at least 90% of people the people who bought stuff like all the items we had sold went to homes that I, I didn't know those people mm -hmm. and it was like one of those first things where it's just yeah. like for a really long time you need your your brand is kept afloat by the people who you know and right. who support you um, but after a certain point if you need your if you want your brand or anything that you're doing um, to be uh, like to s sustain itself mm -hmm. you really need you know support from outside influence. that's how you know you're making an impact and that's how you know you're making right. an impact because um, that's the hardest audience to achieve that, and that's the hardest thing <laughs> to do it's and a buddy of mine who was also doing this show as well he was also saying that um yeah that was like that affirmation from people who don't know you coming up to right. someone, like yo this is nice i like this i love this graphic or i love this design is everything it's mm -hmm. like whatever i was doing was not a waste of time right? yeah because right. sometimes and as a creative i'm sure you can agree with this it's like you put all your like effort into this one thing and you think it's supposed to like pop right you in your mind we mm -hmm. have these these um these uh you know these goals set right whereas like if i'm if i make this shirt I want to be able to sell like 50 in the first hour, right? Yeah. So if you only sell 25, it's like, well, I just put it on this work. Like, am I even doing the right thing? Right, like, yeah. is it worth it? Like, like, mm -hmm. like you might, you know, totally. Like, this is the interview. Like, that's gonna really push me. Yeah, over yeah, and yeah. Then you look at the numbers, and you're just like, well, that's it. Like, I thought it was supposed to be a little bit more than that. Um, sometimes those that one person like telling you right. like keep going, especially that person who doesn't know you. It's just like right. I just consume your content just because yep. I really rock with you. It's just like everything. You're just like totally. okay, I can keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should keep going. That's real, man. I yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. Yeah, like, they're always, like, you know, I would, you know, obviously pay attention to, like, you know, the views I, was, I would be getting mm -hmm. on different interviews, and, like, it was more, like, not, all, like, the views always, like, I was, I've always been satisfied with, like, the views that's mm -hmm. made me happy, like, when I see people watching the show, but I get more in my head about if, like, my guest on the show mm -hmm. doesn't, like, share it, or doesn't, mm -hmm. like, push mm -hmm. it themselves, yeah. and I'm, like, come on, like, I want you to, like, be proud of this. I yeah. want you to share that, like, no one's gonna watch it. Like, people, there are gonna be some people that watch it because it's me, but, like, I want people to watch it because it's you, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, I want you to be proud of that, you know? I want you to share it with your people. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's always what would, like, bother me. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, up to yeah. their discretion if they yeah. want to show it to their people or not but uh, whether they do or don't I'm still going to be doing this yeah, you know and exactly. yeah and and yeah like it's been amazing like having people I don't know like you know hit me up on social media they're like yo dude I love your show yeah, if I could yeah. get on sometime let me know I'd love to yeah. I'm like dude it it warms my heart it, yeah. it like you said the affirmation is immense yeah it means it's it, it's for a lot of people myself included um it's like the difference between continuing and quitting yeah. on mm -hmm. specific days, right? Because there was just a, a day I had earlier this year 
where I was like, I quit. <laughs> I like, I literally was like, I quit. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing this mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and it wasn't until like an opportunity came out where I was just like, I'm not ready. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just in my feelings. Like, right. Like, yeah. the, the show must go on. Yeah. Um, so I, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, to everyone out there listening, like always just encourage people. You see someone doing something that you like, don't mm-hmm. be afraid to share that with them because you could be the person that helps them, you know, find the energy not to give up today. Right. Yeah. Know? Dude, totally. Like, yeah, I know so many artists. Like, and you know, I'm. There's never been a thus far. There hasn't been a day where I've been like, "Fuck this, I quit." Mm. But I'm sure one day that might that that thought might occur to me one yeah. day. You know, but you know, I like I've talked to a lot of musicians on the show that have been really like. You know, they get discouraged, or they feel they don't fit in, or mm-hmm. they feel the scene's not rocking with them like, you know, other artists are. And, you know, they, they'll be, they'll doubt themselves and mm-hmm. be like, man, I, like, fuck this music shit. But then, like, you know, like, 95% of the time, they can't walk away from yeah. it. You know, it's, the, you know, it's a, it's a day that just mm-hmm. hit them where it hurts, and they just needed to, like, they needed to feel that in mm-hmm. order to understand what they can do to move forward with mm-hmm. it or to you know work even harder yeah. and that's and that's what I try to remind myself is like mm-hmm. even if I don't get that goal that like I may have been hoping for or mm-hmm. expecting something to like go as well as like whether it's a certain episode I hope got more views or I hope that would get this many followers like by this amount of time it's like you know I just mm-hmm. you know the best thing I can do is just uh, think about how I can just keep working on the brand just keep working hard and you know believe it'll pay off yeah for sure i mean i'm I'm a firm firm believer of like just like this concept of um an idea kind of never truly being yours and Mm -hmm. almost in a sense being gifted to you that's true yeah um and you know i believe that like you know for a lot of people myself included like god gave me this vision and so whether I see it through, it's up to me. Um, but part of the reason why I think a lot of people can never ever walk away from things that they like they dream about is because like it was given to them in a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seems unachievable, but I, I, I really, really believe that like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I can't just walk away right. from it um, because if I am, I'm potentially walking away from my destiny while totally. I was put onto this earth because really um, that's all life is, is really just you trying to find a purpose. Right. because life sucks right um we all have our own different um trials and tribulations but i think that um the ones who really enjoy life the most are the ones who find a purpose whether it's a true purpose or one that they forge for themselves depending Mm -hmm. on the the lens you view the world with and yeah i I would be honest if i didn't have something to live for i i wouldn't want to live Um, (coughs) right i think that um, progression is one of those things where I'm just like, you know, especially when I was an undergrad and I was going through a bunch of stuff. Um, progression was the reason why I was waking up in the morning. It was just like, yeah. I don't know anything else right. about life, but I know that I'm supposed to be doing this because this feels the most right in this very mm-hmm. moment. Um, so like, yeah, just find a purpose uh, and just stick to it. And I promise you, like, life will get a lot easier. Absolutely, man. And take vitamin D. Vitamin D <laughs> helps, especially this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, um, definitely uh, two points for sure. So first was that, like, yeah, like, when you're talking about, like, you know, that feeling where, like, you know, God put you on this earth to, like, you know, 
you know, for this destiny and like, you know, you had a dream and like you've been setting out to fulfill that dream. And I think that, right, you, you can't, you can't like walk away from, you can never like walk away from your destiny, but still live into your existence. Like the Mm. two just, you know, the two are, they don't go hand in hand there. It's like for you to live into your own existence means doing whatever it is your purpose is. What, occurred to you is like what you're meant to do and you know that feeling when you accomplish something that is great yeah um and it's and you know that feeling based on not only that what you did like what you accomplished is great or it's a big achievement but how you felt about that achievement Mm -hmm. are you indifferent towards it are you like yeah I did this, but this isn't me. Or, yeah, I did this, but I still want more. I'm not fulfilled by it. But whatever it is that you've accomplished that you were were subsequently fulfilled by is what your truth is, you know? No, very, very true. Yeah, man. Um, If I'm ever, like, you know, because, you know, I definitely went through a lot of shit in college, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, anxiety, uncertainty, depression, like, you name it, like felt some, I felt a lot of different things at yeah. different times like you know not really understanding like what direction I was trying to go in here confused yeah. and uh, anytime I felt that you know the, the the mindset I tried to carry with any trial I had was that I can't wait to not have to feel this way anymore mm-hmm. or I can't wait to be done dealing with this because I knew it was only temporary. Exactly. You know, everything, all of that trial, you know, it's like, this is the universe testing you. It's like, you are under this distress or confusion because you have a decision to make. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's up to you to do something about that, you know? The only way you're not going to feel that way anymore is if you have some, if you take action and, you know, live into you know, live into your truth. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, um, I think, for me, that's why when I, a lot of things that I'm a- able to accomplish come, and people are like, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, I want more, because I, I think that yeah. I, I, I know that I'm working towards something greater than me, and I know that I'm on the right path in my effort to working so, towards something greater than me, but I also feel like I haven't made it there yet, despite mm-hmm. how many people try to tell me that, like, I have. Um, Which is a good thing because yeah. you're never you're never settling. You're always keeping always, those goals yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so like yeah, even after the social works event, you know, one of the homies that was working with me, she was like, you know, so like, how do you feel about everything? Like, how's everything? And in that moment, I was just like, I just want to go to sleep. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm tired, and it's been yeah. a really long day, um, and I don't really want to feel like talking about it. But after the next day, I was able to think about. it. I was like, yesterday was very important. Um, yesterday was probably the most important day that my brand has ever, ever had, but I'm not satisfied yet because I know that I have not accomplished what I've been set on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hungry and I can't wait until like, I'm able to like sit down and like look up at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the most dramatic thing ever. Right. Like I'm satisfied. Like I've done what I'm yeah. supposed to, I, I've accomplished what I was supposed to do. Um, and so like, that's, that's what I'm, I, that like hunger that you're like referring mm-hmm. to and that desire to like living your truth that's like that's what I'm working towards right. and I can't wait until like that day I can kick my feet up and say like like God your will is done right yeah. I'm done now I can live for me right yeah I can just be can and not be. do exactly yeah man mm-hmm. I 
Yeah, I like till the day I die. Like I wanna, I wanna stay inspired, even mm -hmm. if you know, even if it's, you know, obviously like when you're older, you don't, you know, have as much like, you know, you can't maneuver as much to do like, you know, so much as you are when you're young. Yeah. But I still want to be doing something, yeah. and uh, that comes with just identifying yourself as like a student of life yeah. that is ever growing and ever molding and uh, you you know you just want to acquire the as much knowledge and experience as you can attain yeah. through everything that's what life is about sure thing man so uh this past year like what have been some of like your favorite uh clothes that you've designed some Ooh, recent ones um i just did a re-release so i guess technically it happened earlier this year even though it feels like next year already um, right. <laughs> I had re-released this orange hoodie that said black women are the future. Really, actually. So, I am a very, very slow worker. I read something on the internet that said don't let the internet rush you. Um, and then even more recently, I stopped using social media as much. And I almost only uh, function out of my Finsta, um, which is like a TL that's purely crea created and curated by me. So I don't see anything I'm not supposed to see. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not um, blinded or sidetracked by other people's accomplishments and failures. Everything on my Finsta nice. is like for me, by me. Um, and so I almost purely exist out of there. And then I completely just got off of Twitter because every two tweets I would say like a black trans woman has been murdered, mm -hmm. black girls are missing, yeah. toxic black masculinity has caused like this to happen in the community, yeah. mm -hmm. so it was just too much, right? Because um, there's a lot of yeah. funny stuff on Twitter, right. but there's a lot of like the other stuff which is like just sucks. It's right? polarizing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. super. Um, and so I have to get off those two, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and so as a result, I've been able to like just create freely i've like followed a bunch of graphic designers for inspiration all this other stuff um and i guess i bring that up to say like um all of the stuff that i was able to create happens like months and months in advance um so for example although the collection didn't come out until february of this this past year 2019 it was done in like october mm. um but i was like literally from like october which is when i started it to like February 1st when I like finally like dropped everything yeah um, I was literally <clears throat> things um, and so like yeah uh, pretty much my whole black women are the future collection season I guess that was like season two um, was probably my favorite at that point um, just because there was a black trans woman by the name of Marsha P. Johnson rest in peace um, and she has an amazing story she was like one of the first people um, to like really get that stonewall rebellion yeah. like off mm -hmm. the ground and on its feet um, and her story is super inspiring and I kind of felt like while there is a, a, a decent amount of people who know her story I felt like there's a lot more who don't right. and I think more importantly I wanted to have a conversation and really see if my audience was really ready to like hear stories about trans black women yeah. um, because I wanted to um, you know, confront our norm of what yeah. we consider black women to be um, and make sure that like it's really inclusive. And I wanted to make totally. sure that my brand became more inclusive this year. And that's something that we're looking forward to doing next year is like how many more people can we invite a seat at the table? Um, and so I made a lot of money from that collection. So I was also able to give out 1250 so $1,250. Um, I split that in half pretty much. So I gave 
753 black women from HF, our graduating high school. Um, and then I was also able to give uh, $500 to a black trans organization here in Chicago. Um, and What are they called? Um, Molasses Chicago. Oh, um, and her name, she goes by Zola now. Okay. Um, and she also graduated from HF. Oh, yeah, I know Zola. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so um, I was able to do an interview with her a few months ago. Um, actually, it was... A very long time ago even though the interview didn't come out over the summer once again I just take my time with everything yeah. um, so when that interview had dropped um, it was way after the time but we, we donated the money to our organization during uh, Pride Month um, and it was super amazing because we she and I conversed and it was amazing the conversation we had and I was like like what do you need she yeah we need money yeah, so I was like I got five. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she was super happy about that. Her org was happy, and they were able to like you know launch and pay some people to like host their event for Pride Month. So that entire collection probably means the most to me, just because of what I was able to accomplish. Um, in terms of my favorite shirt or item, I recently dropped another Black Woman on the Future, just Lucy um, shirt. So it wasn't a part of any collection. It was kind of just like a, a Black Friday mm-hmm. launch, and it was like Susie Carmichael from the Rograts. Oh yeah. Um, and it was kind of like. Um, the shirt was kind of born out of me uh, consuming a bunch of content um, out of the 90s at the time and specifically about how the 90s for a lot of people was like the golden age of black representation because in the 90s you had Susie Carmichael from the mm-hmm. Rugrats you had Moesha, you had Keenan and Kale, you had all of that. Fresh Prince. Uh, Fresh Prince. Like yeah. you literally had like all this this renaissance of like black representation that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't like uh, necessarily a trope um, and so she was one of those characters that I didn't really acknowledge how important of a character she was at the time because I was young, right? right in the 90s yeah. we were just fresh out the womb. Um, right. And so I remember watching her, but it, for me it was just like, oh, like it's just Susie Carmichael. Mm-hmm. But in reality, no, it was a girl who lived in a really nice community. Um, her father was a screenwriter. Her mother was a medical doctor. She had kinky 4, 4C hair, um, well-spoken. Um, and I think most importantly, like she always looked out for the kids. Like yeah. Angelica would like... Bully. Bully, bully, yeah. bulldoze to her and she's like you know stand up there and be like you're not gonna like keep bullying these kids you know what I'm trying to say and she was also voiced by Cree Summers who did like a different world and is just like a legendary voice actress so like read all these things I'm like yo Susie Carmichael is raw um, I need to do something for her to celebrate yeah. her um, and so like I made a shirt of like my most popular shirt which is the Black Women Are Future shirt I you know redesigned her like image wearing my actual shirt which was really really cool um and i sold those and those were like a hit but even if they weren't i just really really liked the shirt yeah. um and that's great taking I, a childhood uh yeah. icon of sorts and reinventing it with that you know with a, you know a beautiful statement yeah that, right there right yeah, yeah. it was so much fun to make um and for uh, once again that was one of those items that it didn't take me as long to design, but I, for a really long time I had redesigned it and it looked really nice. But I was like, something's missing, something's missing. And then I got into like Photoshop and like threw my t-shirt on her. I was like, this what was missing. <laughs> like, and, probably, and I sent it a couple, I always have like, I have a couple people in my circle that whenever I design anything, I send it to them first because their opinions really, really matter to me. And between the first one I sent and the second one they sent, they were like, yeah, this is this is what makes it yours, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Um, before it was just like my logo with her picture on there, but like the fact that she was wearing my shirt was just like beautiful. Um, so like, yeah, that was definitely my favorite item. I want to say that that was probably the first time I had designed since like last year as well. So it was really, really fun to get back in the lab and design some stuff. And I'm currently designing some stuff, hopefully that will become 
my new favorite stuff for next year. Very yeah. nice. And then I actually made a really funny birthday flyer um, this past year as well. Um, I photoshopped my head onto 50 Cents. Uh, get Richard Die trying cover. Nice. And that was really fun to design Hell as well. Yeah. Um, That's dope. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things um, about this year is I saw myself get better. Um, and um, that's why I'm really excited to go back to school to be formally trained because everything I've been learning how to do is just all self-taught. Um, so it'll be exciting to like learn how to view the world with an artistic lens mm-hmm. um, as well. So like, yeah, I think that my, my favorite thing about 2019 was because there's a bunch of stuff that people will never see or there's a bunch of stuff that people will never know that I designed, but I did design them. Um, like, for example, unless you know me personally, like SocialWorks is having this thing called Taste for the Homeless. Um, and I designed their entire um, branding and marketing for that event that's happening. Um, and so since it was like for them, like they're not gonna tag me in it or whatever, um, but it'll be really, really cool to like see my stuff like hanging up <coughs> on billboards and banners yeah. uh, in a few months yeah. um, or later this month. No, a few months um, as well. So like, yeah, there's just like a bunch of stuff I, I designed for some musicians in mm-hmm. the city. Um, and there's just a couple of new clients I'm trying to get as well. So just the fact that I'm getting yeah. better is like really cool and fun. Expanding your palette. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So last thing was, um, so I know you said that, uh, you know, you identified with just progress. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, what is you finding your destiny? So mm-hmm. yeah, progression with the crown. Yeah. Where did, so where did the with the crown part come, come from? Yeah, um, I really, I get really excited. When people ask me this question, because people like their head like goes like a little bit. Um, so oh man, I gotta brace myself. The the I didn't really know it was gonna become the name of my brand when I found out like that term. Um, but when I think about the term progression with the crown, it's really fitting, right? Because you think of progression, which is what I'm trying to um, give to our community. Because I make clothes, right? I, I, at first, this is something that I was kind of like trying to tiptoe around, but like I, I, I claim it now, right? I make clothes for black people, and it's by black people. If people who aren't black want to consume it, I'm 100% okay with it, but the clothes that we make will always, always, and always be about black people for black people. Um, and it's because we're trying to see black people progress, right? And then when you think of with the crown, part you think of like lineage and how like there's like this idea of like you know we were kings and queens before we were slaves and we were taking from you know west africa and you know that that sort of thing and that we you know just trying to remember remind ourselves about that so that term as whole tepi as it sounds like it's a very very like meaningful and powerful term um and so pretty much i had moved to nigeria my junior year of high school um, and when I was I there, forgot that you moved. Yeah, I, I do forgot there. that. Yeah. Um, so I spent the entire junior year of high school in Nigeria, um, Lagos. And so when I was there, I decided it was going to become an opportunity where I was just going to immerse myself in the culture um, and really get to understand where not only I'm from, but where my parents are from and their parents are from and potentially even their parents um, and so it was like the first time in my life where like I had lived outside of a place that I didn't consider home even though it was like more home to me than like anywhere else in the world because that's where my family's from um and so while i was there i was i was taking a class called yoruba yoruba is the language that my parents speak it's the language that's mostly spoken in um legis mm-hmm. yoruba land and um it's also just um the language in which my name is mm-hmm. right um so i was talking to my yoruba professor and i was like hey like you know, I'm really just trying to learn a lot about myself. Like, what does, like, Oluwashi Adelik mean? 
Um, so she broke down. She's like, Oluwa, anytime you see the name Oluwa in my language, it, it just has something to do with God. Um, and so um, my first name, Oluwa Shea, means like God made this or God's gift. Oh, wow. Um, so that's what my first name means. And then my last name, Adeleke, roughly translates to progression with the crown. <laughs> wow, okay, so, yeah. that That is like a big... Like, yeah, so wow. like essentially like... My my the name of my brand is is your name, name. <laughs> yeah. Yes, roughly translated to Adilake, you know. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, and so like yeah, it's just something that just stuck with me back when I heard it in 2012 and 2013. Um, and I didn't revisit it until years later. Um, because I don't. I mean, obviously, shark clothing <laughs> was the first iteration. Um, but I don't think I started moving by the name of Progression with the Crown until 2015, and my first shirt didn't come out until 2017. Um, but I think um, the reason why we go by Progression for short was because I was making up logos, um, and there was a logo that I tried to make that was like PWTK, that was like horrendous. Um, and then the I think the domain pwtk.com was also taken. So in streetwear fashion, I just typed in prgrssn.com, which was progression without any vowels, mm -hmm. which is a very streetwear thing to do. Texted to my best friend at the time. I was like, what do you think is a better website name? Um, like pwtk or prgrssn.com. And he was like, it's definitely like prgrssn.com. So like, all right, cool. And then because that was like kind of a thing, it was like progression now, um, I started playing around with logos and that prgrssn looked a lot better in every font than the pwtk yeah, did. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like why. Nice. So I'm still working on the LLC. The LLC will probably be progression with the crown, um, but it's kind of also just like a monkeyer that people like adopted themselves. Mm -hmm. Like progression with the crown is already long. Like it's a mouthful, right? Yeah. So people just like to make things convenient for themselves. Yeah, so people sure. just started calling me progression, started calling church progression. And so over time, people kind of, it, it, once again, it's, we're still really young yeah, in a grand right. scheme of things. So it's probably to keep breathing and growing with me. Um, so yeah, people kind of gave us that name. So we kind of ran oh, with it. That's amazing, man. Yeah. I love it, dude. I'm excited for your rollouts this coming year man. me too i have no idea what they're looking like but we're working <laughs> we're working yeah it. yeah dude i'm just i'm glad we got to do this Definitely. and i'm i'm stoked that you know you it's just cool that you just like had done so much like experimentation with so many different mediums and mm -hmm. workplaces and stuff and you know it sounds like you are on like that that path that is like you know, truly you and one that you were making serious impact with yeah, through your art. That. Yeah. yeah, man. So as we close out, uh, I ask everybody as we close out, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Yeah. In terms of what just anything. General? It could be it can be serious, it can be mm -hmm. like funny, whatever. Yeah. What keeps me up at night? Currently, um, Grad school apps are what's keeping yeah, me up yeah. at I'm like, am I still? I'm, I'm applying. Like, I'm like one recommendation away from like being good, but it's still a lot. But yeah. that's pretty much that's what's keeping me up at night. But like, oh, I guess all jokes aside, if I'm not thinking about myself, I, I, I guess what keeps me up at night is like just the the way the world has progressed between the years of like 2015 and 2019, and how like. I was telling somebody like in 2012, Pandora wasn't like a thing in Nigeria. 
and like I'm pretty sure in 2019 like people in Nigeria can upload their music onto Spotify mm-hmm. um like what was Spotify in 2012 like no one really right, knows right, right? Yeah, yeah. um and so I have a really hard time remembering what life looked like before 2015 because so much stuff has happened between 2015 and 2019 um and so kind of like in regards to my social media cleanse i've also just been taking a news cleanse um and not keeping up with pop culture and politics as much as i probably should um but i kind of just needed to take a step away Mm -hmm. from it and i guess i saying all this to say what's keeping me up at night is knowing how much quicker the world will advance between 2020 and 2030 or 2029 yeah. um, and Scary. seeing how much information will be literally forced down our throats and how we as a people can remain grounded and sane um, and figuring out how do we make sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally while also making sure we are staying up to date with what's going on because an uninformed person is an easy person to dupe. Um, and trying to figure out like how do we take care of ourselves and how do we keep up with all this type of like social media information without like over consuming and then as a result allowing ourselves to fall into this like self pity and like wallowing about mm-hmm. how terrible the world is mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I've been trying to figure out because I don't really know I that's why I yeah. I've been probably listening to the news since like I, since right before Donald Trump's impeachment like inquiry started right? yeah, so like right. not even where we are right now and there's certain things I obviously still hear through the grapevine but I was keeping up consistently when um, we found out that he was talking to the prime Ukraine, minister, Ukraine yeah. person and trying to get information on uh, Joe Biden and stuff like that when that like that news broke was like the last time I listened to the news which is like oh, I, ago. honestly the only time like I really like listen mm-hmm. like literally to the news is when either I'm this past week when CNN has just been on because that's what my dad watches or I watch a lot of John Oliver Okay. so like I hear about a lot of world issues through him but a lot of times it's just on Facebook Twitter Instagram I see the news but yeah yeah, man I think uh, I'll try to remain optimistic that the the revolutions are happening they're waking up and the world is opening up so what puts you to sleep though what puts me to sleep? Um, the work that I can see like getting done. I guess the same reason that I've, I've kept up at night is knowing that there's people who are talking about it and fighting back consistently mm-hmm. um, and knowing that um, there's always more work to be done. Yeah. And like a lot of people look at me like, oh, like you're doing the work. And I'm like looking at other people like, nah, like they're doing the work or even the people saying it to me I'm like no you're really doing the work um, and I think that those that those are the people or those are the things that keep me like you know help me go to sleep at night is knowing oh, that yeah. there's somebody out there that's yeah. just as passionate as I am if not more um, that's constantly fighting against our oppressors um, to make sure that we don't have to continue living life like this because mm-hmm. my ultimate goal is for me to retire the black woman on the future shirt because people just know right yeah, I don't have to yeah. remind people anymore right. I don't have to make that shirt anymore right so. <laughs> yeah yeah. Thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate it. This is amazing, dude. Likewise, yeah. Progression. Uh, check it out. Uh, you know, uh, Instagram, right? Yeah. So P R G R S S N underscore on Instagram and P R G R S S N dot com. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I'll be posting a link to it. But uh, appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, keep impacting uh, communities with your art. Appreciate. That. Even if you're wearing your art. Yes. True. That's it's yeah. amazing. Um, Thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.